0: Raider Nation, wake up and get ready, because it's time for the Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.
1: Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is October 28th, 2020. And on this date, back in 1984, the then Los Angeles Raiders set a franchise record by issuing an insane 92,469 tickets for their division clash against the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Oh man, what I would give to live in a world where we could get together with 92,000 of our closest friends and watch a little Raiders football. But hopefully if each and every one of us keep doing our part, that day will come sooner rather than later because I will be honest, I miss it more and more each day. Anyway, let's return our focus to the task at hand, where the Las Vegas Raiders are back at 500, but looking forward to getting back on track this weekend against the Cleveland Browns. Today on the Morning Grind, we take a look at the state of the silver and black, examine some of the biggest storylines surrounding head coach John Gruden's team, and take a quick trip around the AFC West. LEGO! Okay, so let's begin where we left off on Sunday, with the state of the offensive line. Super quick, let's just recap the madness that was Week 7 for the Las Vegas Raiders. Trent Brown was put on the COVID list Wednesday, which subsequently resulted in the rest of the team starting offensive line being sent home and then eventually being put on the COVID list the following day. But as a result of their negative tests throughout the week, Colton Miller, Denzel Good, Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson were all able to return to work Sunday morning and go wire to wire against the Bucks. Well, all of them except for Gabe, for reasons that are still kind of confusing to me, but I digress. And while the Raiders ultimately didn't beat Tampa Bay, just think about that for a second. Just think about this, 80% of the starting offensive line literally showed up the morning of the game, not the day before, the morning of the game, without the benefit of any practice the week prior, and you know, they actually played pretty decent given the circumstances. That said, I am quite sure Tom Cable would welcome some healthy bodies back into the mix, with Trent Brown likely being at the top of that list. And speaking of big number 77, head coach John Rudin was asked earlier in the week just when we can expect to see the greatest underdog back on the right side of the offensive line.
0: Don't know yet. Don't know yet, but I'm crossing my fingers. Uh did talk to Trent yesterday before the game, and um... I don't know when he's eligible Vic to be back in the building but I do know it is sometime this week and it's all pending him passing a test or two or three before that happens.
1: Brown isn't the only member of the O-line that the Raiders are hoping to have back in short order as veteran guard Richie Incognito hasn't played a game since week two. Incognito was placed on IR on September 23rd, and while it unfortunately doesn't sound like he'll be ready to go when the team takes on the Cleveland Browns this weekend, hopefully, 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 the physical lineman will be back in the fold sooner than later.
0: Yeah, he's um, still nursing an Achilles injury. Uh, My understanding is yesterday and today have been the best two days that he's had. I don't know that he'll be up this week, but he is getting closer to returning, and that's exciting for us.
1: Shifting our focus to the defensive side of the football for a second, once again we must talk about the production of the defensive line. For the second time this season, the Raiders defense was unable to tally a sack, and now approaching the midway point of the 2020 campaign, the group's inability to get any type of sustained pressure on the opposing quarterback is going to remain a storyline until the team can buck the trend. Entering week 8 action, the Raiders have notched just 7 sacks good for 30th in the NFL. And while you've heard me say it a million times, I will say it once again. While sacks are NOT the ultimate barometer for the health of a defense, that number just has to go up. Think about it in these terms. Not only were the Silver and Black unable to take down Tom Brady behind the line of scrimmage in Sunday's loss at Allegiant Stadium, but they also managed just a single quarterback hit on him throughout the course of the game. And simply put, as a defense, if you want to find any type of consistent success throughout the rest of the season, that has got to be better. Whether it's Max Crosby, Moe Hurst, Cleveland Furrow, or some combination of that trio, or a different answer altogether, the Raiders absolutely have got to find a way to ratchet up that pressure. And it's something that Coach Gruden is well aware of too.
0: We're gonna try to get the best four out there that we can, number one, whether it involves more blitzing, we'll see. Who goes inside, who goes outside, who's on the left side, who's on the right side. What stunts we call, what blitzes we call. Uh, Everything is on the table. We've been meeting since very early in the morning and uh, we're going to play better on defense. I'm determined to, to make sure we prove that this week.
1: Well before we get out of here and you all embark on your Wednesdays, let's take a quick look at everything that's going on around the AFC West. It brings me no joy to report this, but the Kansas City Chiefs once again look like, well, the Kansas City Chiefs. After falling at home to the Raiders, Andy Reid's team has now rattled off back-to-back wins in convincing fashion, I might add, to improve their record to six and one and remain atop of the division. Their most recent conquest was the Denver Broncos, who all told didn't play a terrible game, but like a lot of teams around the league, they just didn't have the firepower to hang with the Chiefs for a full four quarters. And hey, there's no shame in that. In terms of the Broncos though, following that loss, they now sit at two and four, just a game behind the silver and black and currently tied for third in the AFC West with the now upstart Los Angeles Chargers. And speaking of those bolts, with their new explosive quarterback Justin Herbert now squarely in the mix, the Chargers seem like a team that will make some noise. Perhaps not in 2020, but at some point down the road for sure. But while the future looks bright for the Raiders' rival from LA, at the moment, so does the present, as Herbert and company took down the Jacksonville Jaguars 39-29 to earn their second win of the regular season. That deadlock for third in the division won't last long though, as the Chargers travel to Denver this weekend to take on the Broncos and clear things up a little bit in the AFC West. Bringing things back a little closer to home, though, the Silver and Black and their 3-3 record are back on the practice field today in advance of their trip to Cleveland for a Week 8 showdown with Baker Mayfield and company. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders
1: Podcast Network.